Welcome to the Alliance Experience Podcast, a real estate podcast talking all things property management with a side of banter. Your hosts are Sam Riley and myself, Kelly Johnson. Welcome back to the Alliance Experience Podcast. Today, I am joined again by Chris Wilcox. Kelly, great to be back here on the Alliance Experience. Thank loving you it. so much for doing this. I really appreciate <laughs> I'm it. I'm loving it. It's great. <laughs> so today, we are staying on our sales rep sort of month, and we're talking about a day in a life of a sales rep. Absolutely. So you're just the man to talk to this, <laughs> to talk to this topic. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, oh, well, where, where do you want to where do you want to begin with it? It obviously varies sales rep to sales rep. So I suppose you're you're, you're curious on obviously my routine and, yep. and, and what I do. Um, okay. So look, obviously it it mixes up week by week. It depends mm-hmm. on how many appointments I have booked for the week. But if I take you through mon- Monday to Monday to Sunday, essentially Monday for me, just to kick things off straight away. Monday, uh, I'll usually, well, that's my follow-up day. Okay. Is that from the weekend? Absolutely. So home opens are done on the weekend. I actually do a few weeknight home opens, which I'll touch on shortly. Are you a Saturday and Sunday opener? I'm at this stage just a Sunday opener. A lot of the sales reps are doing just the Sundays. Yeah. Yeah. And look, what I've noticed is every suburb tends to have a preferred day for home opens. Oh, really? Yeah. So for some suburbs, it might be a Saturday and other suburbs, it might be a Sunday. Um, so where I specialize being Clarkson, Sunday is very much the day to run. Wow. I didn't know that was still a thing. Cause I remember back in the day, well, really back in the day, it always used to be Saturday home opens. Yeah. Well, and, and I've certainly noticed if I get any out of area listings, um, you know, away from Clarkson, the day may, may be a Saturday. And when I say the preferred day, that's the day that I mean, most organic buyers are out and about doing their shopping. And you want people to come from one home open to another so they can decide what they prefer? Absolutely. So at this stage, selling mostly in Clarkson and Butler sort of way, I'll I'll, I'll always open on a Sunday. Yep. But if I do have an out-of-area property, I'll open on the Saturday if that's what needs to happen. So then I know we've gone off track a bit, but does that mean that your only day off is a Saturday? Yes. So I take oh, no. I only take a Saturday off. Okay. Um, I don't take any weekdays off. So I'll work Monday to Friday um, in the weekdays and then take the Saturday off. And I, I try to be really true to Saturday. That's my family day. Yeah. I've, I've just had a newborn child, yes. my little girl. So that is very much family day for me. And I make sure to just kind of put the phone away. Of course, it's on me and I'm there to answer calls. You will answer. Let's be honest. I'm the same. Of course, you will answer um, and you and you need to answer. It's important, but I try as much as I can to, to have Saturdays off. So why don't you take a day during the week off? Just It's just quite busy at the moment, I guess. <laughs> I'm just busy. It, it, but look, equally, it, it, it is quite, it is genuinely quite busy at the moment. So I don't find that I have much time to take a weekday off. There's always something to come up. The other thing is I'm very systematic in my processes. So every day almost has a sort of dedicated task for that day and and things I need to do. So, Mm -hmm. for example, um, taking you back to the Monday, Mondays are my day following up from home opens. It's often the day that we're writing offers with clients, uh, with buyers, sorry, Um, and it's the day that we're doing a lot of admin and and processing and all that kind of stuff from the weekend. Yep. Tuesdays and Wednesdays, uh, they are my letterbox drop days. I love this. I remember seeing the fact that you actually physically do your dropping hat. Absolutely, and I think it's important. It's very to do some of your own dropping. Don't get me wrong. I've got a guy who does my generic flyers around that the area. That always go out. Absolutely. That go out every single month. Yeah. Um, but 
I also think it's important to do letterbox drops myself because it's a way I can get to know not only the streets and make sure I know every road and every street within the suburb, but also I find a bump into a lot of the community, a lot of the neighbours. That's great. Walking their dogs and we stop and have a chat. So it's actually a great way of networking. And it also, I don't know the right way to say it, but I feel like it brings you to being a real person because they're seeing you do like the hard work. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So you know what I mean. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it, it does humanise you a bit. That's the word I was looking it, for. It does humanise you because they see you and, and they stop and they say, oh, you're doing your own letterbox drops. Yeah. You know, I say, yeah, it's a great way. And I, I'm open and honest. I say I like to meet people and get out and meet the community and See, well, that's awesome. Absolutely. So Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I, I, I identify them as my letterbox drop days. So how much time do you allocate to letterbox dropping? Yes. Yeah, so I say I identify them as my letterbox drop days. They are my allocated letterbox drop days, but letterbox dropping only takes a couple of hours a day. Um, so I'll do two to 300 drops a day. Okay. Is that um, what you base it on, number of that, drops? That's what I base it on, yep. yep, per day. And they will kick things off in terms of talking about if anyone wants to get an appraisal in the suburb or anything like that, yep, I'll actually put appraisal times that I'm available in the suburb and they'll commence from the Friday. Does That's that make really sense? Clever. Yep, yep, yep. So I'll actually, on the letters that, that I'm personally dropping, yep. it'll identify specific times that I'm in the suburb to appraise people's properties. That's clever because then, like you said, if you bump into somebody, you can literally say, well, I'm actually giving information. Would you like to receive it and we can catch up? Absolutely. That's very clever. Absolutely. And don't get me wrong, I'm not solely work, solely appraising at the times that I of course put not. on the letters. <laughs> of I've, you very much work with what the client needs you to do and yep. I'll pop around any time they need me to go around. Yeah. But I do, that's very much, the, they are the letter styles that I'm dropping in And the it's area. also a good excuse for them to call you because they can go, oh, I'm working from home on this day and I saw your appraising in my street or whatever. Yeah, well, that's why I do it because it does create a sense of urgency. I agree, yep. It's a little marketing strategy, but at the same time, I will always be realistic with the letters. So I always try to um, book in around four appraisals a week. That's my my personal KPI. Yeah. So I do genuinely have appraisals in the area. Mm -hmm. So the times that I put on the letters that I'm dropping in the area often work around the appraisals. What you're already doing. Yes, which makes sense. Absolutely. So yeah, that's Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And then obviously in the afternoons, I'll I'll book appointments. Yeah, we're always on the phone. Always on the (laughs) phone, always at someone's house, um, admin stuff, marketing stuff, all that. Thursdays, that's just a real sort of general admin day for me and, of course, again, more meetings. Do you try and do like Thursdays in no appointments or do you have any day where you try and do no appointments? No, I don't have any day where I I won't do an appointment. The way I structure my appointments is whoever is the first person to book an appointment for that day they will have complete preference of when they want that appointment to be. So someone calls me and says, hi, Chris, are you free on Thursday? And I am. Mm -hmm. I'll say, what suits you? And they might say, 10 a.m. in the morning. Yep. If I book my first appointment at 10 a.m. in the morning, I'll I'll try to ensure that the rest of my appointments for that day are around that 10 a.m. So I yep. might book a 9 a.m. slot and then an 11 a.m. slot. So I'm not going back and forth. I hear that. Yeah, you're not in and out all the time. Absolutely. But yep. again, I'll always of work course. with the client. Yes, of course. Um, but that's how I try to structure it. Mm-hmm. Then on Thursday evenings, I actually do twilight viewings, Twilight Home Opens. So is it always on a Thursday? Wednesdays or Thursdays. Yep, okay, uh, so late night car sales or late night shopping. Absolutely. <laughs> that, that's exactly right. Yep, exactly I get that. Right. Um, so Thursdays and, and, and Wednesdays, yeah, is when, I'll, when I launch newer style properties, mm-hmm. more, more modern homes, we'll often do a Twilight preview viewing. 
So what time's the twilight viewing? I at, Right now, given the sunset, I'll do them between 6 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. Perfect, yeah. yeah. And how do you find numbers? Yeah, really, really good. I just did one uh, last Thursday and, and we had 10 groups come through. I feel like it's so much more convenient. Like I have young kids. Penny's just started playing basketball. So my weekends are now revolved around a five-year-old playing basketball. Yep. So I feel like doing it in the week is so much better than on the weekends. Absolutely. And it is a, it is a strategic move okay. on my end for a couple of reasons. Number one, if the property's nice, they often present a lot better at, at night time than mm-hmm. they do in the daytime, yep. in the daylight. We'll have all the lights turned on. We'll I'll, I'll actually bring candles with me and I love oh, candles so around vibey. the house. So, <laughs> so vibey. So vibey, so trendy. I bring my speaker, I play acoustic guitar, just really set the mood. Oh. And it, it, it sounds a bit cheesy, right? <laughs> yeah. But the difference between a buyer coming through on a Sunday when they've looked at six other homes and they're that over day, it. They're over it. They're hot and sweaty. They're, they're over it versus that, that same buyer coming through on a Wednesday or a Thursday night. It's the only viewing they've had for the day. They've finished work, so they're in a good mood mm-hmm. and they're coming through the property's dark, moody and kind of sexy. Yeah. That is when buyers get emotionally connected and attached to a property. And that's when they pay more money. And that is often when I see the premium price come in. Isn't that interesting? So then on the flip side of that, I'll devil's advocate you. Yep. So you've got a new listing, Thursday nights are your twilight nights or Wednesdays. Yep. What if I was just watching you online and your listings yep. and you've opened it on the Thursday or the Wednesday yep. and then it's gone under offer, but I as a buyer wasn't able to come until the Saturday. Do you find people get annoyed if you sell it during the week before at least one weekend of home opens? Very occasionally people, okay. people understandably yep. get annoyed about it if they weren't able to attend the weeknight viewing. However, I will more often than not, tell my vendor that, yes, we're going to do a preview viewing on the Wednesday or the Thursday. However, regardless of any offers that may come in, we still need to open on the weekend because that is when you're most likely to get the the, the largest quantity of buyers coming through, largest amount of foot traffic coming through, and that is the best time to get, you know, generate competition amongst buyers and generate what I call the pressure cooker environment where you've got heaps of people coming through the property in a short amount of time. See, that's really respectful too because I'm sure you, much like me, we've watched the market during COVID and there's been so many instances. I always see what's for sale. I'm super nosy in every suburb. And I see a property come on and then I see them change their heading, sold before home open. Yes. And nothing grinds my gears more because I'm like, why? Yeah. I mean, I get you've got databases. That's your job to have that. But, like, just give everyone a go. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, our job is to achieve the premium price on our vendor's property. That's what we are paid to do, Mm. get the top dollar for them. How can you achieve top dollar if you don't create, again, that pressure cooker environment, competition amongst buyers? We need the buyers to almost work against each other. And see everybody there. See everybody there to achieve that premium price. If you're just going off one person who's given you a call, they like the property and they place an offer, yeah, it might be a bit above asking price. How can you be sure that it really is top The dog? best. So I'll always advise, even with these preview viewings that I do, I'll always advise my vendor, as well as the buyers who want to place an offer from the preview viewing. That you're opening it again. We are opening it again yeah. on Sunday. You are more than welcome to come back through and then we'll take it from there. See, that's nice. And that's really respectful to everybody involved, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, good call. Okay, sorry, we've got off track. So that's your Thursdays. <laughs> What's your Fridays? Thursday, Friday is just prep day for home open. So we... I. I do all my pointer signs. We have to put the uh, the times and the address on our pointer or directional signs for do home opens. Do you find that's worthwhile? 
putting put, the address and the time on a sign. I'll be straight up with you. I only do it because the council requires us to do it. Oh, do they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I did not know this. Yes, okay. so that's a council requirement. Okay. It, it certainly would be simpler to just put, just put the signs out because they have arrows pointing yeah. toward the home open. And people are Googling before anyway. People are Googling. Yeah. Most people you know, don't really look at those signs. They're coming from the internet and they're coming to have a look on at Google Maps open. is where they're from going. Google from. Maps, yeah. absolutely. But I, I do, you know, you have to put the the time that the home opens up running from as well as the address uh, on the point of sign. I did not so know. Okay, this yeah, makes sense. That's yeah. really important. Okay. Yeah. So that's your Friday. So Friday's doing that and, and Friday's just general prep. Uh, I, I'll do an email send out every Friday to all the buyers on my database, mm-hmm. notifying them of what home opens are happening for that weekend. Clever. So every Friday, every buyer is getting a, here's what's on this weekend from me. That's great. Yeah. That's really good. That's really important. So were you like a structure man in the way, like when I was a property manager and, you know, they teach different ways to do things, they would say like, you know, Monday to Friday, 9 till 10, do your rent arrears. 10 till 12, do your work orders for outstanding maintenance. And like I try and do that now with my calls. Do you structure each day in this time slot way so you don't miss things? Not so much, to be honest. I'll structure my day based around whoever the first client is to book an appointment in with me. Yeah. So like I said, it doesn't matter what time of the day that is. Yeah. But once that initial appointment has been booked in, all my other out-of-office appointments will be booked in around that. Mm -hmm. And then my admin, my prospecting calls, my marketing stuff will happen in the available time slot, whether it's the morning or the afternoon. So how do you not forget to do stuff. Like how do you remember to run your socials? And you're very good on socials. Oh, thank you. How do you remember to do everything? I am huge and a sucker for a to-do list. Ah, okay. I love a to-do list. Every every single morning, the way I structure my day, I will write out every single property that I currently have listed. Yeah. And next to that property is a note for something that I have to do regarding that property for that day. Okay. So whether it's a social post, whether it's follow up with buyers, whether it's send them their week, send the vendor their weekly reports, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, um, they'll have a note next to that property for that day. And so I'm always making a note of, you know, social posts, TikTok posts, call this vendor, do that. So I'm very, very structured with my to-do list. And I'll tell you what, it's the best feeling ever. When you together there? Oh, when you get to the end of the day and you can look at it and everything's crossed off. It's and, so and good, hey? It just helps me relax at night. I can yeah. go home back to my family knowing that I've done and achieved everything I needed to achieve. And you can properly switch off so you can be present with your family. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's I love really that. Important. So who taught you to be so structured? I think that comes... If you remember from last week's chat, I used to work in events. Yep. And so in event management, you have to be on the ball, structured with everything. Organisation is key and uh, always thinking and prepping for any worst case scenario situations. Yeah. And I think that's carried over to my real estate in the sense that I'm always staying one step ahead. Communication with clients is absolutely vital. Are you an email or a phone call? Phone. Yeah. Absolutely phone. Any any and all communication needs to be done by the phone. I'll always back up my phone calls with, with an, an email. email. Yep, good man. I heard a, a saying a couple of years ago, uh, what was it? Be a snail, leave a trail. So every oh. <laughs> and it stuck with me, right? I so love every that. every phone call I have with a client or a vendor or whoever it may be, a buyer. I will back that phone call up with an email or if it's if it's a buyer who I'm not yet quite, we haven't got to deal with, it'll just be a text message back to them. Hey, thanks for the chat, confirming our appointment at this time yep. or whatever it may be. Are you a number saver in your phone? Uh, yes. Same as me. Do you Absolutely. do like, like I do like Chris, if I approach your house, Chris, 
19 Smith Street. Correct. That's yep. me. Yep. 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 Okay. And I'm the same with buyers as well. So, so do you put like their name and then the house they'd inquired on? That's right. Yeah, yep. I love that. Yep. Often. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all about structure, organisation. That would be why you're so successful though. It would certainly help. Absolutely. And self-discipline. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it does stop me from, I mean, I'm, you know, don't get me wrong, everybody makes mistakes and, and oh, misses things in the day, but it does stop me from, you know, essentially. Getting get, off track. Getting off track. And, yeah. and, and um, it, it does free up my time a lot okay. as well when I have my to-do list, I get my to-do list done and, and that's when I can. Um, so then do you find that your days during the week will focus on, like are you, do you feel like you need to be in the office or be working? I'm using inverted commas here, people. Working between like nine and five. I try to treat, although it's not a nine to five job. This is what I mean. So how do you run that, and and also how do you run that, but also have a life with your beautiful wife and your daughter? Like, how do you do it? So the best thing about real estate, the, the my number one love is that it is so flexible. Mm-hmm. Uh, it means I can spend time with my family at home when I need to, and and essentially you're running your own business within another business. Yep, which is which is fantastic. So you are choosing your own hours. In saying this, I do try to treat the job like a nine to five. Yeah. So if I come in and, and I'll mix it up, sometimes I'm in the office, sometimes I'm working from home. It really depends on what appointments I have for that day. Okay. But, you know, if I come in and let's say I complete my entire to-do list by 2 p.m. in the afternoon, I will try to find something else to do between two and five um, just to ensure my business is still progressing in an upwards tra- trajectory. Okay. So it's often marketing, prospecting calls. So if my, if my core tasks are done for the day, I'll try just fill out the time up until 5 p.m. Okay, so you're not I just can. like I'm done at two, I'm out? I could be. And and don't get me wrong, there are days that I oh, do yeah, and I'll yeah. go home and I'll spend time with, with Bubba and, and my wife and all that, but most of the time I'll try to at least push through. Do a 9 till 5. 5 p.m. I think that's clever. Like I always try and structure things like that. Like I'm way more productive in the morning. Absolutely. That's my brain. But then I always prefer to do my appointments in the afternoon because I'm juggling school, kids, after school care. So for me, if I can work my appointments around that, that's how my life is easier. Absolutely. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it, how different people schedule. Yeah, And, and, and that's the thing is what you're hearing right now is, this is how what I works operate. For you. This is what works for me, but it might not work for somebody else. And everybody is different. Mm. So uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. So then, obviously, like we've said, you were a rookie. Now you're beyond rookiness. But do you look at like getting a personal assistant? Like, how do you feel about? Because I know obviously some of our sales reps in the office have them. Yep. Does a part of you go, I can see value in it? Maybe even a virtual assistant, or what's your thoughts on assistants? Absolutely. Yeah. Look, I, I, I'm. Not there yet, but I'm getting to a stage where I need to consider possibly bringing in somebody some help. else, yep. some help. Absolutely, um, personal assistants are fantastic. But the way I want my business to progress, I would prefer to bring in somebody and treat them more as a marketing assistant. Yeah. So I'm happy to. I'm personal assistants often do a lot of your admin tasks. They they will help with your marketing, um, but you know they'll they'll assist with any kind of admin tasks that you need done. Following up. Following stuff. up. Yeah. Uh, call buy a buy a callback sometimes all that sort of thing. Personally, I believe the real estate sales rep should be doing that themselves. So any buyer callbacks, any client callbacks, all should be done through the sales rep. I agree. Same with the contracts. And, and same with the admin stuff. I I'm, That's, They've entrusted you. Absolutely. So you should do so it. So I should be the one to do yeah, the job. And I agree. I'm, and I'm more than happy and, and capable of doing that. Absolutely. Where I think bringing on an assistant 
would bring best value to my business would be someone to come in and just solely work on my marketing. So you need a Charlie. I need a Charlie. I need a Charlie. Uh, she is the best. You want a job, Charlie? <laughs> no, you can't take it from me. <laughs> so, so, and what I mean by that is a marketing assistant, someone who's just, it probably at this stage wouldn't be a full-time role. Yeah, just, just a part-time. Job, but someone who's managing my socials, pumping out TikTok videos for me, Instagram posts, Facebook posts. Have you seen me? How uh, present I am abs- on social media? Absolutely. <laughs> it's so important. Charlie, um, you're hired. Come on. Yeah. Kelly, you're hired as well. Honestly. But uh, you're right because you want want the stuff that you can, like you can do your marketing, you do your marketing, but it's also, you want to be doing the nitty gritty and that just happening, chugging away in the background. Absolutely. And more of it. So at this stage, you know, I I always try to do always minimum one social post on Facebook and Instagram per day. Minimum. I think you need to be seen every single day. Yeah, I agree. Uh, So that's really important. But you know, I'd like to up that to three to five posts a day, you know, with, with the marketing assistant in there, someone to help help me with, uh, maybe come out with me and do the letterbox drops on the weekend, someone to organise my doggy dates that we spoke about yes, on the last yep. podcast. Little things like that can be quite time-consuming for Even me. just someone like filming you at Home Opens. I've seen another company south of the river that film the sales reps at Home Opens yep. and I love it because it's like obviously you have to ask the buyers coming yes. through. Yep. But it's good because you see what they do. Like they did a Home Open, this is how we do it when we get here, Absolutely. stuff like that. And if you don't know much about real estate, I think it's really good for the public to see. Absolutely. It's not just us driving nice cars living our best lives there's work involved that's right yeah yeah absolutely so So that would be great for you yeah so i'd love the the marketing assistant and then all the other admin stuff and and networking stuff i'll I'll do personally and you're happy to do that more than happy to do yeah so that's good yeah yeah 100 percent Easy peasy. So I feel like PA and VA of what about a VA? So we've just got one on property management it's a virtual assistant they live somewhere in Asian country. Mm-hmm. Um, so like a real estate, a company hires them, they have a bit of real estate information and then we send a lot of stuff to them. Have you considered a virtual assistant? I haven't considered a, a virtual you assistant. You should look into it because they're very good. It's, it, yeah, I, I, I know about them. Yeah. Probably not enough to, to make strong, an informed. Yeah, yeah, to make an informed decision. I just personally like the idea and I understand they because they're relatively very cheap. Cheap, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I understand they're great from that perspective, but I also like the idea of if I'm going to bring an assistant on, I want someone in person with me in the office. Yeah. And someone I actually can introduce to clients and that as this is my teammate. Well, especially if you want to go on leave. Yep. So what's the structure now if you and Amy said, okay, we're going to America for a month? Hypothetically speaking, you guys decide you want to go away. What would you do? Look, I, oh, I haven't really considered doing something like international travel, going to America for a month or anything This is like what that. I mean, but somewhere where your phone isn't, because we all know if we're in Australia, we can answer our phone and we yep, do, we do yep, our emails. Yep. But what happens if you guys did want to go away? How does What happens to your business? And, and, and that's, I guess, the reason for bringing an assistant on uh, is, you know, that really helps. But at this stage when I'm not quite requiring an assistant just yet, yep. I'd probably just speak to another rep within the office okay. and, and get them, you know, fill them in on, on what's going on and get them to cover me for the period I'm away. Yeah, I'd still likely be, even though I'm on holidays, I want my phone, I'll still be across emails and that. You always, let me tell you, I went to Bali not long ago and Charlie was obviously running my role, yep. but I'm still emailing her being like, is this done? Can you do this? And she, she did everything. She's yep. perfect, yep. but I just can't let go. Can't let go. Yeah, yeah. My I, own I'm issue. the same. I'm a control freak. Yep, 100%. I need to know what's going on all the time. But we, yeah, when when my wife and I do go away, be it to the east coast or just down south to Margaret River or something like that, 
I won't take leave. I'll just keep working through. And when the phone rings, you answer the phone. And because that's the best thing about this job is I can keep working while I'm away. And don't you find that clients, if you're honest, like I've taken calls before in the car and my son, whom hates the car, thinks he's getting his leg chopped off every time he's in the car, (laughs) will be screaming in the back. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like I'm driving home with the kids. Don't you think when you're honest with clients, they don't mind. They know we're human. Absolutely. And this goes back to what I was saying before. Communication is everything. Yeah. Uh, I am so big on communication, not just on email, over the phone. Yeah. And, And with that, just to kind of backtrack onto uh, my Friday, I know I spoke about prepping for the weekend, yep. but Friday for me is a day. Every Friday I will contact my vendors yep. and I'll contact the buyer who's purchased that property uh, just to check in. And if I don't have an update, the update is I don't have an update. But every Friday they're getting I a call from me. This. Yeah, every Friday they're receiving a call from me just to say, hey, just checking that you're comfortable heading into the weekend. Is there anything you need from me while you've got me? Otherwise, I don't have any updates at this stage. I'll chat to you next week. Are you a car phoner, office phoner? When do you call? Everywhere. Oh, so you're <laughs> yeah. not, like I always used to do my calls in the car. Yep, yep. That was just my comfort So zone. calls like that where I'm checking in with vendors and buyers, I will usually do from the office or, yep. um, and, and just power through them one yep. after the tick, other. Tick, tick, tick. Yeah, absolutely. But sometimes it's just when it comes to mind. And you go, yeah, yep, I'm in I've the car, if I'm at home, wherever. Uh, I'm very much someone when any task comes to my mind. You do it. It's got to be done like at that moment. Do you know what I mean? I'm one of those ones where it'll be midnight and I'll be lying in bed and something will come to my mind. It might be an email or something and I have to get up then and there and just send that email before I can relax and go back to bed and, wow. and switch off. Okay. That's how my brain works. Gotcha. <laughs> wow. So it sounds like you're very well-structured and organised in your weeks as a sales rep. Yep. But my final question. Yes. What is your favourite thing about being a sales agent? I Oh, there's so many things. I know, but one. You have to give Ooh. me one. Like if you had to just one your favourite thing as to why you do your job? Meeting meeting new people. Okay. I just love my vendors. I love the buyers. I love just getting to know the community yeah. in, the, in in Clarkson particularly. And uh, you've I done just, that so well. I, I just love that. meeting new people and, and not with me. I'm not there to – of course, this is a business. And of I'm, course. And, of course, we're always chasing work, but I'm not actively meeting people to get their business. That's not how I work. I'm just getting to know people – Letting them see my face, let them get to know me, and and, and if business comes later down the track. Fantastic. And see, that's the thing because you're such a good guy. You're getting to know people, but if they needed the information, you would willingly, happily give it to them. Always providing yeah. them value and not asking for anything in return. That is, guys, we're going to leave it there. <laughs> There's the best closing line I think we've had on this podcast. <laughs> Chris, thank you so much for coming on to episode 14 with me today. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to another episode on the Alliance experience. Don't forget to follow us on Insta, alliance.leasing.